0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, whenever it is you're listening to episode three of the Freaking Fitness Podcast. Welcome back. If this is the first time you're joining us, thank you for uh, giving us a shot. If you've been with us since episode one, episode two, welcome back. This episode we take on 18.4. I'm joined as always by head coach of Freaking CrossFit and head coach and owner of the Miami Freaks, which are bringing you episode number three of the Freaking Fitness Podcast. Before we get into 18.4 with Storm Kaufman, we have a little giveaway, a little bit of announcements. The Miami Freaks are giving away a ton of stuff. They call it their Wacky Wednesday giveaway through Instagram. They're giving away so many awesome prizes, including a free session from J-Flow Therapy, a $50 gift card and infuser bottle from Healthy Express, some shorts and sports bras from Kinetic Collective, special collection too, and socks from Anatag, as well as your choice of a Miami Freaks shirt or tank top. Here's how you enter. Go to their Instagram at the Miami Freaks. Check out their photo for the Wacky Wednesday giveaway. You gotta like the photo. You have to go follow the Miami Freaks, Healthy Express, JFlow Therapy, Kinetic Collective, and Anna Tag. You have to tag at least two of your friends, the more tags, the more chances to win, and you can get an extra bonus entry as long as you repost the actual image. Hashtag the Miami Freaks, and you get that extra entry. I mean, ton of cool stuff, Storm. I mean, you have the shorts. I mean, who doesn't want a Miami Freak shirt? I mean, that has, it has to be the most badass logo of all the grid league teams.
1: I'm a little biased to it myself, <laughs> I'd have to say.
0: So before we get into taking on deadlifts and handstand push-ups, tell people a little bit about the upcoming grid league season. And uh, I know you're excited about it. You ever since, we, ever since last season, that has been your baby. And it honestly... It's, it's, it's taken the fitness community by storm, I think. No, no pun no, intended. No pun intended. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, we are super excited for this season. Um, last year was a great growing experience for the league itself, for the athletes that were actually introduced to the league. Um, we came off that season on a great high, making it to the semifinals. Um, this year we're, we're definitely going to try to take that uh, first place um, in Florida spot. Um, cool things that are coming up is that combine that we have July uh, 14th. Uh, currently, we still have eight spots on the team, varying from weightlifting specialists to gymnastics. Um, we really are, are looking throughout all of South Florida right now, trying to find those uh, higher level athletes um, to come join us for this season. Uh, Lee, our cameraman's actually pointing out, at himself. Uh, he'll be at the combines.
0: I'm a higher. I'm a higher level athlete. You're gonna be at our combines. Probably, I'm seeing it though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we are excited for that, um, and more updates will be. On our uh, Instagram, for sure, um, for those of you that are following.
0: Definitely. And one thing you, you'll see some of in maybe the combines and in the actual grid races, you're going to see handstand push-ups. You're going to see handstand walks. You will. And you'll see, some, you'll see some heavy, heavy deadlifts, which is what we're taking on at 18.4 of the CrossFit Open. And, you know, we, again, I, I feel like me and you got this, this thing going on where we're, where we're calling these movements where we both felt those handstand push-ups were coming. We, we wanted them to come.
1: And handstand walks. And ha- I've been programming them for our athletes from uh, no, the beginning of the Open. Trust me, I know. <laughs> so, yeah, no, we, we've
0: definitely been going back and forth on, on what's been uh, coming out. So we've got Diane to open up the workout. 21-15-9 deadlifts, handstand push-ups. 225 for the men, 155 for the ladies. You know, that's a decent workout within itself. It's a good, it's a good burner. It's a good burner. But then you're going back to the deadlift bar with... Some added weight, three fifteen for the guys and two oh five for the ladies. Thanks to our cameraman Lee for the uh, help there. Now this time around, you've got a fifty foot handstand walk in between each, which you're going to add that level of difficulty where it's going to one that that is going to weed out a lot of people, yep. and that handstand walk is going to weed out even more people. So your initial thoughts on the workout? And um, before we get into strategy and stuff.
1: Uh, actually, I love the fact that he actually programmed this for, for week four. Um, it definitely brings that strength aspect to it. I mean, really, as far as strength, we've only seen that heavy clean. Um, then it brings into the CrossFit Open for the first time those handstand walks, which we've been seeing at the regional level for, for a while now. Um, to actually have that in there to weed out athletes that – um, possibly wouldn't have made it to the regionals the last uh, two years because of the handstand. So it's gonna be kind of cool seeing that higher level gymnastic skill, um, obviously towards the end of the workout, which you got to really work to get to. Um, but I do like the combination all the way around. It, it really helps uh, distinguish and, and really, really that you said it really well was break apart the field of athletes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you're you're about to get, to get ready to warm up for this workout. I am. I am definitely doing. How this how are you gonna warm up right now? and, and how are you gonna Uh, instruct your athletes on warming up for this workout?
1: Uh, Obviously, those deadlifts are are something that I want my athletes to make sure their backs are are ready for, Um, even though it starts at not really, I would say, a heavyweight to them. Um, I mean, Diane's something that they've moved through unbroken. Uh, But it's that big jump into that second category for the 205 for the women, the 315 for the guys, um, that their backs really need to be ready for. So I would definitely have them incorporate some uh, reverse hypers. So if you have reverse hypers at your gym, not doing any weight on it. It's literally just going through the uh, range of motion. Maybe three sets of fifteen, twenty, just to make sure that lower lumbar is nice and uh, warmed up. Um, some planks for that core, um, but some light, light, light easy warm ups for that back to make sure it's ready to go. And then when it comes to the handstands, all right. So that new standard. So I want to talk about that new standard.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's it, it's crazy. It's it, it's not anymore. It's no longer uh, raising your hands over your head, and which which I always thought was a little bit just. There's, there's some wiggle room around there. There's
1: a lot of wiggle room. I mean, athletes would really squeeze those scaps exactly. together to retract those shoulders. Um, so I actually like the standard that's put in play because it's a lot easier to measure Yeah, um, all the way around. Yeah,
0: you're going, I believe it's uh, elbow to the wall, measure from the wall to your middle knuckle. Middle knuckle. And then you, you take that height, stand on your with your back to the wall, measure where your head is at, then measure half the distance of your Of your forearm. Of your your forearm.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, so it's a pretty straight standard. There's really not a way to to wiggle around that um, from what what I see. Um, However, I've seen from some athletes that uh, completed the workout earlier today uh, that that new standard actually is pretty hard to uh, deal with. Yeah, the the, the range of motion is uh, you need that full lockout, so definitely shoulder mobility will be a key. Uh, warm up process before you get into this.
0: Hundred percent, and uh, so we said, make sure make sure that back is warm. You know, yeah. because you're not you're you're not only doing forty five deadlifts at two twenty five or one fifty five, whatever weight it may be, but then you're gonna have to one have your back prepared, also mentally ready <laughs> to take on a much heavier weight for the same amount of reps. Twenty one reps at three fifteen for me after forty five reps at two twenty five. That's gonna be. A little bit spicy. So any strategy you would advise your athletes that you're going to use in this workout?
1: Uh, I would definitely, I'm going to start from the top down. So I would say the top level athletes that are looking to get really far into that 315 um, and those handstand walks to actually conserve their backs earlier in the workout. So the 2159 at 225 and 155, I would actually have them break it up early just just to conserve that back. Um, When they do make that big jump or transition to the heavier weights, even smaller sets, sets of two, three, um, whatever they're able to handle, that they can drop, take five seconds, ten seconds, and then immediately pick back up um, and keep moving.
0: Definitely, and uh, attacking the handstand push-ups.
1: Handstand push-ups. Uh, I would really it becomes down to your, your specialist. If you're if you're great with handstands against the wall, um, definitely maintaining control making sure you do reach that full lockout. You don't want to waste any reps whatsoever. Um, we actually saw that um, in the uh, open live. Uh, there was a couple of reps wasted on the, uh, the handstands, which definitely eats into your time. I 100%. Mean, you need that extra break afterwards to, to get into those deadlifts and, and actually have those um, sets. Um,
0: yeah. I, I think an important thing also is that if you fail a rep, I, I think when we, when we tend to fail a rep, we come off the wall. We do. I think it. it we need to. You need to mentally prepare yourself and me, and be mentally be ready to get over short memory, get over the no rep, and stay on the wall. Got to stay on continue, the task. Continue. Continue through exactly. Stay on task. Continue through your movement to get to your goal. Because when you come off that wall, it's guaranteed at least fifteen seconds. I think.
1: At least, at least, especially for the, the lower level athletes. Um, I mean, you don't want to reach that burnout point for sure against that wall. So if you're not somebody that can handle that 21 unbroken and know that you're ready to go for 15 unbroken the second round just because you have that experience, don't reach burnout. Break up your sets early. You'll get further into the workout by actually pacing this one.
0: Absolutely. So we talked about warm-up before, strategy in the workout. Now, after the workout, what are you telling your athletes to do? What are you going to do, one, to recover and if you're going to prepare yourself for a second one, when would you advise your athletes on doing that? Would it be, hey, if you're doing it Friday night, don't do anything. Don't w- wait until Monday to do it so your back is most prepared. I, I think that's the one key factor. And this also is is maintaining a level of safety as well because we're talking about 45 reps. Most of our athletes, most athletes, I think, um, will get past the Diane in nine minutes. Yes. So you're doing 45 reps of... of, of heavy deadlifts, and then you got some athletes going into the, the 315 for the men. That's a lot of deadlifts. That is a lot and of And to pair that up within a weekend, <laughs> so how, how would you advise your athletes? How, how are you going to go about it as far as recovering afterwards and preparing for a redo if?
1: So the way I tell my athletes, especially um, if you're completing the workout on Friday, um, immediately post-workout, what I want you to do is actually start flushing. So get a foam roller out. It's literally just rolling lightly the back. Um, get that blood flow back. Help clear that lymphatic system. Um, you'll have to do that on your off days as well on Saturday. Uh, the other one is I mandatory, mandatory, mandatory ice bath. <laughs> I know everybody hates them, um, but getting up to your chest level, um, actually because of the shoulders, I mean, full body submerging on this one, um, will help you really recover. Do it Friday, do it Saturday. Um, you can, I would say, in your schedule, reattempt Sunday. Have it in your schedule, but that doesn't mean you have to reattempt Sunday. It's how does your body feel on Sunday? Is your back still taxed on that Sunday workout? If it's not, you just do some more light recovery cardio on Sunday and then reattempt Monday. Yeah. But definitely take your break. You need to take care of your backs, and safety is, is always uh, a priority.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, I, I think I might have rushed 18.3 on Sunday, and I should have waited till Monday. <clears throat> I think that's, that's, that's a great point you bring up. You know, listen to your body. If your body tells you, hey, Alan, hey, Storm, give me one more day, then take that. Don't, I wouldn't say rush into, especially a workout like this. Don't rush into it because you're not, if you redo it Sunday, unlikely that you're going to be able to redo it Monday. And if you redo it Monday again, you're not going to do better than, than, than your previous score.
1: Yeah, it's, it's highly unlikely, um, especially that would be your third time if you did Sunday, second time, Monday, third time. I mean, even just your CNS system is, is shot. Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't say that's the wisest. Obviously, those high, high, high-level athletes. Of course. Yeah, you'll see some of them reattempt the, that third time just to try to get that one more rep and get to that uh, regional standing.
0: Definitely. And, and, and we bring up recovery, and we have a special treat for you guys today. I've got Scott Brewer from Elevated Movement. He'll be on with us in a second. I just thought it would be a great question, and I'm going to throw you a curveball storm. I didn't expect to have this question pop up into my head. There's going to be athletes that can usually – lift 315 right there's gonna be those athletes that are gonna get there and they're just not gonna be, be able to lift that bar off the ground it just they just can't it's just it they're physically they're back, their backs their backs gonna be taxed mentally that can take a toll on some athletes i think what would you tell those athletes that in, in, in any open workout um that don't perform as they as they feel they should have because I, I think that's one, one thing that I definitely want to attack on this podcast later on after the Open is, is that mental state of, of athletes that, you know, the Open is, is their, their Olympics for them. Mm-hmm. And how do you attack those athletes? How do you talk to those athletes to get them through maybe just a bad Open overall or a bad workout?
1: Uh, there's a lot of psychology involved with, with your athletes. And it's knowing your athletes individually um, every circumstance and scenario is a little bit different but i try to tell them they need to stay in the correct mindset of you did get better in the workout okay the coolest thing i think about the crossfit open that i'll harp to my athletes is during the crossfit open you're still training you're getting better you're trying to pr this is a great test so definitely somebody that gets stuck going to that second level of deadlifts hey look at their score previously how did they do good on the uh, the first part of diane um, pick out those positive aspects get them to focus on the positive things that have been happening during this open um, things that they can now work on this is a great test that they can actually build off of leading to the future leading to local competitions or the next open in uh, 2019 um, but you definitely have to know your athlete
0: awesome awesome so uh, before I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and grab scott over here storm thank you again for joining us on the freaking fitness podcast episode three best of luck thanks alan on eighteen point four, I'll be doing it later on tonight. Looking forward to it. Got some side bets on this. People don't think I'm gonna get past that three three fifteen deadlift. I think I will, but we'll see. If Storm can do it, I can do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you're basing it off me. So he's he's gonna watch me right now, literally die, and then uh. And then as I'll as men-
0: I'll mentally prepare myself for later on tonight.
1: Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are now joined by Scott Brewer of Elevated Movement. Uh, he has his office here at freaking CrossFit. Before we get uh, into 18.4 with you, Scott, tell people a little bit about yourself and how you got into um, this whole game that you're into now and how did Elevated Movement start.
2: All right. So uh, I was in the Marine Corps for eight years um, and uh, I did a few deployments and my, my body was kind of banged up. I was competitively powerlifting for about eight years. Um, Eventually, I, I did a meet, um, and I was playing flag football the day after a meet. Um, I was running a route. I was running a little faster. I had to pull up real quick, Popped a hamstring. Um, from that day, I basically couldn't compete after that. All my numbers were going down because of my injury, um, and I couldn't really recover well. Um, and, and the medical process didn't really um, allow me, um, I guess, the proper avenues to <laughs> seek the treatment that I needed. So ultimately, I, I seeked some treatment out in town, um, and I eventually got introduced to active release techniques um, through a chiropractor out in San Diego who used to work for the uh, San Diego Padres. Um, so long story short, um, this guy was able to kind of fix uh, and put me back together, um, which kind of sparked my my interest uh, as far as human performance uh, relative to athletics. Um, I've been an athlete all my life, so I figured when I got out of the military, this would be something that I could definitely do. Um, and so that's kind of how I set out on the path to, to create elevated movement. Um, since then, I've, I've, uh, attained a license as a massage therapist. Um, I'm a functional range conditioning mobility specialist and a muscle activation technique student. Um, I, I moved down to Florida about a year and a half ago and, uh, I got introduced to storm through, uh, a buddy of mine and, uh, that's kind of how it all started.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So, um, as far as elevated movement and, and you talk about functional mobility specialist, what is it that you really um, instill in your members, your athletes, as far as, as the mobility aspect of things? As you know, it's so important in, I, I believe, in any sport we do, any functional fitness that we're doing, but most importantly in CrossFit.
2: Yeah, um, crossfit is a very varied sport, um, so it's important to have the ability to move in variable ways. All right, so the more movement variability or the more ways in which you can accomplish a task, the safer any given task will be because you'll have more options to figure that out um, relative to the task. So through mobility training, that's, that's basically the, uh, the idea and the purpose is to expand range of motion so you can use um, your limbs or your extremities in positions that you couldn't before. Which give you the ability to ultimately um, complete tasks more efficiently. Um, so, through FRC, which is functional range conditioning, um, we like to do everything. Um, we preach doing everything active, all right. So there's a big, there's a big discrepancy within the fitness industry between flexibility and mobility. Um, and ultimately, FRC does the best job, in my opinion, of kind of separating the two and educating. Um, the consumer on what those things are so flexibility is passive range of motion meaning that you need an external force to bring you into a range of motion um, whereas your active range of motion is literally active it's, it's controlled by your muscular contraction or limited by your muscular contraction so the the role of FRC is to kind of bridge the gap between what you have in flexibility and make it mobility or bring useless ranges of motion and make them active and usable ranges of motion
0: awesome, awesome, I love it so you know You've been, you've been known to do your, your CrossFit workouts every now and then. I, I see you in here <laughs> doing some CrossFit workouts. We, we got the Open going on, 18.4, deadlifts and handstand push-ups. Lots of shoulders, lots of using those hammies, that back. How are you going to prepare your athletes before the workout? And then after the workout's all done, how are you going to prepare your app? How are you going to have your athletes recover um, whether they want to do a redo or not? Um, I think that's the. I think that's more important than the warm up beforehand. Is the recovery afterwards? Because if not, the workouts leading up to whether you're going back to your normal training aren't going to be. You're not going to get the most out of those.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And um, we know that a deadlift is is a big compound movement. It's very taxing to the nervous system. Um, so that's kind of where I start with warm ups and where I end with warm ups. Um, I'm a big believer in isometrics um, I don't really condone or advise people to stretch before lifting um, I believe in isometrics and here's why um, when you try to activate a muscle the best thing that you can try to do is try to move an immovable object right which is an isometric a contraction where the muscle belly doesn't shorten or lengthen right this increases the neural input to that tissue right so ultimately, before doing any sort of movement or exercise, it's ideal to do very light isometrics because we want to activate tissues, we don't want to inhibit tissues. Stretching uh, through science has been proven, not necessarily to be bad, but counterproductive before exercise as it can have a negative effect on motor output or neural input to a tissue. So again, isometrics leading the way here. Even when I'm done training, I want to go back into isometrics for the reason that I want to get the nervous system firing again. Right? I want it to be firing optimal so I can recover optimal. We know that deadlifts, compound movements are very taxing to the nervous system and this is kind of one way to combat that.
0: Awesome. And then as far as getting those shoulders prepared for the uh, handstand push-ups, anything specific you would advise on uh, your athletes?
2: Yeah, I would, I would like to try to do some sort of standing banded overhead press, so just a very light band and start pressing against the resistance of the band. Um, you can even uh, again, do isometrics. I would do some very light positional isometrics throughout the range just to make sure everything's stable. That's another great thing about isometrics that they provide stability to any given joint. Um, so repetitive isometrics, any banded movements, things that provide a, an external resistance different or more or sorry greater than, than the load uh, that you're going to be using. Um, will also be beneficial. It's, it's, a, it's a contrast. So you have a really, really heavy resistance, you take it away, and then you go to perform, and weights feel much lighter. Um, and so that's, that's one technique that I think is really beneficial, especially in the deadlift as well. I would pull with some bands before I would do the deadlift, and then take the bands off, and you'll be you'll, your nervous system will be primed and ready to fire pretty hard.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you again, Scott, for joining us. Before we let you go, Uh, Let let, let people know where they can, one, follow your journey with Elevated Movement as well as uh, get in contact with you to learn more about what you do.
2: Yeah, so you can follow me on my social media uh, at Elevated Movement. I have a Facebook page also at Elevated Movement. Um, And you can find me here located in the Pembroke Pines uh, at Freaking CrossFit, 172nd Street and Pines Avenue. Um, just look for the the bill or sorry the office to the right when you walk in and that's where you can find me.
0: Awesome! So we had Storm Giving Strategy Scott Brewer here getting you ready for uh, before the workout and after the workout. Scott, thanks so much for joining us, brother. Thank you, man. All right, guys, that's going to do it for episode three of the freaking Fitness Podcast. Best of luck on eighteen point four, and we'll see you next week.